1: This is Eartha, and we are on a mission. A mission to change the happiness score of the United States within our touch. Each and every one of us can. Make a change in our part of the world. Join me in a practice before we begin our discussion. Please find yourself a comfortable position. I thought this would be a good segue to relax. To let the shoulders relax To let them fall. Your feet comfortable on the floor. An easy breath in your nose. And out your mouth. What may be impossible. May mean. We need to breathe, let the distractors, let them fly, let them go, let the clouds, as they float, as they float by, let the distractors go, in our time together. Let us focus on what we can touch, what's within our grasp to change. I invite you to breathe in and blow it away. Rotate your head. Let's get the stiffness out of our neck. Touching one ear to one side of the shoulder. And then placing the ear on the other side of the shoulders as much as you can. And then come back to center. Rotate your shoulders. And breathe. Close your eyes if you would like, if that's comfortable for you. And now, thank you for your participation. And let's get started. Thank you, Web Talk Radio, for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to my listeners. And thank you to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to you wherever you go. Okay, let's roll up our sleeves and continue. In summary, we learned that the Nordic country Finland has the highest happiness score of the world. We also learned that the United States is ranked now number 16, improving three points than the previous survey. We also learned that Being the happiest country is not so easy. According to the research, the people find it a little bit difficult to express any depression or anxiety or thoughts of suicide because after all, they live in the happiest country of the world. And so Finland has developed plans, mental health awareness to help alleviate the stigma that exists and prevent their citizens from getting the help that they require. And so they're on a mission to decrease the stigma, the negative stigma of mental health. And they're working on that. And I thought that, you know, we're getting into a little bit more detail. And one of the focuses of our last session was to talk through the difficulties. And sometimes when we're talking through difficulties, we and when we're doing our mindfulness practice, sometimes there are barriers that prevent us from moving forward with a positive thought, with positive behaviors. And so sometimes we need help to reach out and to seek professionals. And I encourage I encourage everyone, anyone, if you're at a point where you are having difficulties reach out to a mental health professional to your to your provider but don't just stay in one spot and and turn inward today as we move forward with our action plan i just want to remind us that Our action plan involves our world, where we live. I refer to it as our area of touch, our area of influence. And everyone's area of influence is different. But whatever your influence is, whatever your area is, that's where we're starting. I encourage us to... Hold on to a mindset that encourages the appreciation of differences. And tr- try not to expend an energy of trying to change someone into something or someone that is more comfortable for Ourselves. And so let's embrace the differences and recognize that with life comes stress. Stress is a normal part of living. When that stress grows, and interferes with living activities, physical activities, it becomes a concern. In the report, it was highlighted that on an average, the world is experiencing an upward trend in stress, worry, and sadness. And so I wanted to highlight that, if I, if I could use that expression, that if, if in your area of touch, you feel like you're experiencing or people around you are experiencing more stress or anxiety or worry, just recognize and know that this is an upward trend, not just in our immediate area, but in the world. With our differences, I I appreciate that we don't all handle various situations the same. And we don't all know or are aware of underlying currents that causes worry or sadness. Research indicates that stress or anxiety may be caused by some form of negativity or perceived negativity. And... um, What I appreciate about uh, this article is that the negativity is a primary response to our survival. It's a way that our body is responding so that it can be safe. And that is just built into us. And so... Our negative sensors are very, very sharp and alert. And so we may perceive or sense negativity a little bit more frequently than positive experiences. What we don't want to do is to desensitize our negative sensors. On the other hand, we also don't want to hypersensitize, if I can use that word, uh, our negative sensors. I would like to share my perspective that life is a process of a higher system. For example, let's take the digestive process. The digestive process starts the moment you put something in your mouth. The digestive system helps break down our food so that our body can be nourished. Another example, blood flowing through our body is a process of the circulatory system. Because the blood carries nourishments and oxygen and waste products so that our bodies can be healthy and sustain life. And so, in my perspective, life is a process to a higher system. And the system will be altered when we change life processes. In recognizing this this change in a, in our process, you know what can we control? What's out of our control? Uh, maybe we could ask ourselves, you know, what don't we know, and what are we willing to learn? If the happiest country in the world is looking at itself and recognizing that there is some improvement that can be made for the better health of its citizens by improving access to mental health uh, professionals and taking care of the environment and including a a place where there is increase in family time and support, and if if that country is also, the statistics is also included in the report that there is a rise in stress, worry, and sadness, then I, I think... That we could all benefit, whether we're climbing up the happiness uh, ranking scale or not, we can all benefit from c- coming together with an action plan that would decrease stress, worry, and sadness not to say that stress worry and sadness will go away but to keep it because in its perspective because it's a part of the process of life and so to not to feel helpless that if we feel sad or worry to know that we have something that we can do to help alleviate some of the pressures And some of the physical outcomes of stress, worry, and sadness. Remember, negativity is a natural response. At the same time, it's our choice to allow the negativity to control our response. So... You know, money can be made in the market of negativity. It sells. It's exciting. Is the market of negativity within our immediate control? Maybe not. It it will continue. And that's okay because in mindfulness, one thing that is stress is that we work through our distractors, and we recognize our distractors. We can make a choice what feeds our positive or our negative triggers. If we are willing to learn, and if we are willing to allow ourselves to be a little flexible. And admitting that there are some things we don't know. Sometimes situations happen, and we don't know how to respond. In this report, the same report that shared the increase in stress and sadness, inside that same report, it was noted that there was a, remarkable growth, a worldwide growth in acts of kindness by helping strangers and volunteering and making donations. Research indicates and supports that when a community, an individual participates in activities outside of his or herself, when we share, when we help, we perform acts of kindness and are compassionate, it feeds our positivity. It may be a little bit outside of our comfort zone, and it's uncomfortable it's something that we've not we don't um feel comfortable with we're We're unsure, we don't want to be taken advantage of, yes and with those fears and those cautious movements let's not allow ourselves to be frozen we can maybe make things a little easier starting off small with small acts of kindness maybe in as far as uh, donations and charitable things, we can start by maybe looking around and seeing what we can give to a needy family, or giving to a charitable organization that supports um, a an interest that is close to your your heart. There's, it's, it starts there. Maybe it's maybe it's about putting a couple of coins in a little container around your home, and then allow everybody in the family to contribute to that container, and then save that money and give it to an organization. When the negative news comes your way, make a choice. Are you going to participate, or are you going to see it as a distractor? And if there's something that really um, affects you, how can you help make things better? Well, in closing, what we talked about were the effects of negativity and the growing, um, the report saying the growing amount of Stress and sadness that is going on around the world. And towards the end, I offered a few suggestions that we can do within our sphere of influence. Thank you for your patience. Enjoy your practice and I look forward to talking to you again next time.
0: Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness tab mindfulness awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world it's available now at amazon.com